Intuition is something that everybody has, that it's not something that only certain people with psychic powers possess and or something you have to be really good at. It already exists inside of you. So if you could start with that point, knowing that it's in me, it's just about me working out that muscle and learning how to hear that voice, how that voice communicates with me. Welcome back to Blissfully Bloom. I'm Victoria LeBlanc, your host, and this podcast was created to empower women to love themselves unconditionally, transform their mindsets, and discover their own inner bliss. Now, on today's episode, I have a guest come on the show. Her name is Halai Farouk, and she is a feminine spirituality coach and currently works with female entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, and women who are ready to fully claim their authentic power. She is trained in feminine embodiment, neurolinguistic programming, authentic relating and circling, and behavioral psychology. She has helped hundreds of women trust their calling, attune to their intuitive body, and naturally attract love, abundance, and soul connection. That being said, I totally wanted to speak with Halai today about intuition and how we can receive universal guidance. At times, you might feel that nudge. You may feel a deep sense to head in a certain direction, but you may not know why. You may not know how or or where this path is going to lead you but inside you just have this feeling you have this inner knowing deep deep down within you that it's just the right move it's the right path that might meant it's meant to be and sometimes that direction that our intuition is driving us towards it can be scary, right? It, it can be something that we may not even have ever dreamed of stepping into because it's so far out of where we are now and it may, it might even be a path that nobody else has taken before, but it's when we listen to those nudges, it's when we are willing to say yes to those opportunities that We are fully able to reclaim who we truly are and fully embody our authentic selves. So connecting and listening to your intuition really does take practice. So Halai really shares some practical tools today that will help you really align yourself and trust your intuition more and so that you can leave this episode feeling so ready and feeling so inspired and pumped up and just alive. (laughs) to to trust your intuition and to listen to it to connect with it more and listen to your heart I feel so incredibly grateful to have had this opportunity to speak with Halai I mean she is just a an example of what it means to to embody this deep inner knowing she just really channels this wisdom this deep inner wisdom within her throughout our conversation today and I'm just so fascinated by her knowledge around this topic so I'm so excited for this episode I'm so excited for you to listen but before we do I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor 
Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Blissfully Bloom. I want to welcome with me here today, Halai. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much. Well, it is just an honor to have you here with me today, and I'm so excited to talk about this topic uh, about intuition and universal guidance. So my first question that I ask all of my guests is, what is one powerful lesson you have learned that has changed your life? I, I think one of the biggest lessons for me that has changed my life is that it's supposed to be easier than you think. It's actually not supposed to be that hard. And it's actually in the ease that we find expansiveness. So by things that show up naturally and are just working without effort even, we're able to find our genius zone. We're, we're able to get the cues that we are in alignment. So when things just kind of flow, it, it's a good sign. It's not necessarily meaning that you need to go find something harder and, and rough it in order to prove your mm-hmm. worth and success. Mm-hmm. I do resonate with that so much because I just, I feel like nowadays we're taught to work hard, work until you sweat and feel your muscles hurt in your muscles. Mm-hmm. And everything doesn't have to be so difficult. Everything doesn't have to be that way in the way that we were taught or taught to believe that our work should come. So yeah, definitely tapping into the ease is, is good. I like that. Thank you for sharing your lesson. And I would love to know, could you share your story about what led you to becoming a feminine magnetism expert? So I started out just in the online business world while I was working and I did network marketing, um, which I think is such a great segue into running an online business just because you think that it's all this strategy and hustle and, you know, they glamorize it that you can make money from your phone doing nothing, but it is a bit of work when you get into the reality of it. But even when you're in that, I remember just working so hard and thinking that I needed to everything was probability that if a message this many people, like the likelihood of one person signing up was, was great. Like that we could trade in our, our, this, this probable exchange, which in reality is not true at all. It, it is all energetics and the way that we relate to what we're doing and how inspired we are in the actions that we take is ultimately how they respond back to us. So abundance is, is an exchange rate and how you feel about what you're doing is ultimately how, the world responds back to you. So I think that was like kind of the kick in the butt for me and in, in realizing how it's not about uh, the effort that you're doing, but attraction itself. And then I got more into the feminine itself because as feminine beings, we are naturally made to receive. We're made to be in the beingness rather than in the doing. So it's all an art and business actually pushed me into it, but I'm so grateful for it. Wow, that's amazing. And I do just have been leaning more towards my masculine recently, just because of all of the projects that I have taken on. I just feel like I need that structure. But then also, I tell myself, yes, I have to do this work. And then it becomes forced. And then I'm not allowing my creative flow to to go and, and, and actually flow through me. So in a way, I'm actually blocking myself from, from receiving the downloads and, and just, mm-hmm. yeah, just receiving more. So 
I definitely can relate to that. I would love to know what is our intuition? Can you kind of explain what it is and what it looks like and how we can start to connect to our intuition? Yeah, intuition is something that everybody has. So that's the first part that I want to share, that it's not something that only certain people with psychic powers possess and or something you have to be really good at. It already exists inside of you. So if you could start with that point, knowing that it's in me, it's just about me working out that muscle and learning how to hear that voice, how that voice communicates with me. So it's constantly available. But ultimately, it's just an opportunity for us to move out of our heads and logic and get into the the space of the infinite possibilities. So, you know, if we lived only in the realm of um, our minds and our logic, we would just continue to perpetuate the world that we already have. But it's our intuition that gives us these little nudges in directions beyond what we've already seen. And so that's the thing with intuition. Sometimes it makes no sense. Like you may question why you're being pulled in a certain direction. Uh, but truthfully, when you will lean into that and you allow for, for the download or, or the hints or the support to show up, just by just by casually leaning into the space of intuition, you're able to open up a greater capacity than what you've already seen before. So I would say for anybody who's new to it, you can absolutely just start by practicing on like day-to-day decisions. Like you wake up in the morning, like you want to make some coffee at home or do you feel called to like sitting in a cafe or, or, you know, walking the dog and drinking your coffee on the road? Like what feels good in that moment rather than doing what your routine already is? How can I follow my impulse today? Hmm. Yes. I love that when you lean into the, the things that are not your default then you really do begin to expand what is possible and start to see even opportunities that you may have missed beforehand. And I completely just lost my train of thought. (laughs) I think that that's an example of like what happens when you get too much in your head. Mm -hmm. You stop that flow literally as I'm speaking. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why so often when I do podcasts or when I'm answering questions, I have to close my eyes because the answer exists inside of me. But if I like get too distracted by everything happening on my screen. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Can you just share a little bit about how, just your experience about how you began to connect with your intuition? So you can definitely start with like external things to give you signs. So I I think for me, I remember asking, I was like, okay, so I don't, I don't know what my intuition is. I don't know how to feel into what's a yes and what's a no. But I remember when I was thinking about whether or not to invest in the life coaching program. I asked my my spirit guides, universe, to show me a sign. And I said, okay, show me a frog if it's the right time. Like, I should make this investment right now. I should get started now. And then I just let it go. And I remember I walked home that day. It was after work. I was working a corporate job and, and living in Denver at that time. Got home. And I, I never usually watch TV after directly after. I, that was in my growth stage. So I was, like, working and hustling directly after work. But I turned on the TV and there was this girl, this woman going to like a reality show and in she had to bring this giant stuffed animal frog. She's like, I have to take it with me. 
Like I can't, I can't leave him behind. I'm more just thinking like mm-hmm. this could not be a more like obnoxious sign telling me, yes, go do it. And so that could be an initiation into the intuition. But what you can do to integrate it a little bit deeper is notice how you feel when that moment happens. What does your body feel like? Where where do you notice the the tingliness or the excitement? And that's ultimately where your intuition will speak to you in the future. Um, But this is a good little practice round. I love that. If we start to ask ourselves questions and it's really just seeking that inner guidance and wisdom within to kind of taking note and being more aware of how your body is responding to that answer. Because if it is a no, maybe you'll get some heart pain or or chest tightness there. Mm -hmm. And if it's a yes, maybe you'll feel like a feather on your heart where it's just light and there's no bricks, there's no extra weight just being laid there. I mean, it might be different for everyone, but I guess that's just an example of how I feel whenever I just know in my heart that it's a strong yes. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And and you'll just learn. Everybody learns the language of their body and the language of the intuition. Once you get it down, then it's kind of fun. You get to play with it and you just have more certainty in the power moves that you're making. Hmm. And I love the word certainty used there. I'm reading a book, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. I don't know if I'm saying her last name correctly, Mm -hmm. but she says how important it is to lean into that certainty in an uncertain world. When you just know in your heart that it doesn't matter what your plans are, the universe might have a bigger plan for you that is just in the background and you see your little bitty plan, but it may be even limited. And it's just allowing that surrender to just come through so that you're able to express your fullest version of yourself without Mm -hmm. any of the doubt, the fear, the limitations that you may be holding on to yourself. So, okay. How has trusting your inner wisdom shifted how you show up in the world? Mm, I think I was trusting my inner wisdom before I even knew that's what was happening or that I had a solid relationship. So it's a little bit of taking those risks when there's some little nudging or nagging calling in the back of your head. It's about doing things that feel like both fear and excitement at the exact same time. So those moves, those power moves, whether or not you get exactly what you think you're signing up for, you are guaranteed to receive something that will elevate you into the next version of yourself. So that's a big thing that, that I like stand by is never being afraid that the decision that you make is wrong or that is going to set you back or, or wasn't worth it. That's impossible. You know, anytime we make an investment or, or make a, take a risk, you are guaranteed to like receive that momentum. It's like, you know, when you're in Mario Kart and you have the little booster spots, like that's <laughs> it. You're guaranteed. It doesn't matter where you end up. Like maybe you'll have to figure some things out from there, but you're still moving way, way more forward. You're getting a major boost. So just trusting those moments. My life has been like a series of risks. I will never settle for just like good enough. If I can sense like I'm, I'm ready for something bigger or I am no longer feeling like a sense of excitement and aliveness here. There's there needs the challenge, then I, I will make it happen. So and that that comes from 
feeling that thirst and that craving in your body and knowing that it freaks you out, but doing it anyway. So that's a huge, huge way that I've chosen to live my life. Even before I knew what I was doing. And even currently I make decisions like, well, what was that the right move? I have no idea. I'm freaking out. But you know what? It's, it's going to be worth it. It's going to work out. I'll get, I'll get somewhere that I need, know I need to be. Yeah. I was watching some of your Instagram posts and you were talking about the video journaling. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so, such a beautiful practice. And I never, I never even heard of it, but you can just see your, your growth. I think that in itself, doing something like that, you can see just the way that you sh- showed up five years ago, four years ago, three years ago. And you can literally mm-hmm. see that proof on whatever you recorded it on, maybe on your computer or a phone, which I think is really, really powerful. And, and I, for the longest time, kind of figuring out myself a mm-hmm. bit because I went to school for all of these different things like education and nursing, and they didn't end up working out for me. And I think I was always had this thought in the back of my mind that I was really not happy with myself for not, I guess, knowing then. But I think even if I knew what I knew now, I would still choose that because that was the path that my soul needed at the time, but I just didn't know it. Mm -hmm. So as you said, like, there's no really wrong answer. Your soul is going to evolve no matter what you choose. Yeah. And everything is just a stepping stone into the next place that you're meant to be. So just allowing yourself to be an invitation to all of that so that you're not being a yes to everything that the experience invites. And that's a huge part of magnetism. And this is why it's different from manifestation, in my opinion. I think when we're trying to manifest, we're so gung-ho about what it is that we want these are things that I need and this is how it needs to show up Um, we just get really attached to creating this reality that may not even be our highest possibility Uh, the thing with magnetism is that you're more connected to a feeling and this sense of aliveness and fullness so that everything has permission to come into your vortex and you have these opportunities that your mind didn't even conjure up on your own so that's a huge part of, of, of being more connected to your spiritual essence rather than just your human self. The human self is like, I want this, this, and this, and these things will make me feel a certain way. But that's not necessarily true. And it takes a, a certain level of growth to move away from what we think will make us feel happy, safe, secure, worthy, and just being a sense of contentment and peace and fullness and allowing your life to be a byproduct of all of that. Yeah, it really isn't all about the external, right? It really is. If you're going inward and you're healing parts of yourself that is internal, Mm -hmm. and then you do come to that happiness and fulfillment no matter where you are, that is just such a big eye-opener when you realize that you can have the happiness, the joy, the bliss that you're looking for right now at this moment. And it doesn't have to be when you get that car or when you buy that mansion. I would love to know how you can tell the difference between when it's your own inner wisdom and guidance versus when it's 
probably outside of yourself. I think that's something that, that comes with practice. And I think self-sabotage is oftentimes a really good indicator of, of maybe when we're making decisions from a disconnected place, not from our heart, and maybe from the shoulds or what the expectation from the outside world is, is that we will unknowingly self-sabotage from there. So this is why it's just really important to to recognize, okay, if if I really want this, it will naturally bloom. But if there's a, an ounce of me that doesn't feel in alignment with this decision, it is quite common that we'll unknowingly screw it up or we'll say something inappropriate or we'll manifest a, or attract a client who is super crummy or we'll slip up on a payment. Things will happen that will naturally wouldn't happen that seem out of character for you um, because there's a part of you that isn't rooted in that desire. And so if you're finding that you're self-sabotaging or something just isn't working out, you're in a repeated cycle, there could be this disconnection from your desire and what you're actually choosing. Yeah, rediscovering your your misalignments or discovering what is true for you and what may be just true for somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's really, really important because then if you're hustling and grustling and doing all the things and really bringing into existence what you said you wanted, but then deep down it really wasn't and you still feel unhappy, you still feel lost, you're going to be like, what the heck am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. So I think really determining and as you said, practicing hearing your own voice and your own inner guidance and your intuition is going to be really beneficial whenever you're trying to create your dream life and create a life that is fulfilling and meaningful to you instead of meaningful and fulfilling for somebody else. Exactly. And and the thing is, a lot of times we can actually get satisfaction from fulfilling a life that somebody else told us is the right thing to do. Um, so just being aware of that, being aware, is this truly fulfilling me or am I getting this egoic validation that I'm doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. What would you advise to somebody who may be so reliant on relying on somebody else to tell them who to be, what to do, where to go. And they really are so dependent on the voices of others instead of the voice of their own. Somebody who is in that space where they value the voice of others, maybe you can start by recognizing who are those voices that you trust. So what is it about this person that you actually want their opinion or you trust the decisions that they make or that you feel like they have, they can have a say in your life. Maybe there's something about them that you either desire or that you see in yourself or that you just crave. Like, Oh, I I want, I want to be more like that. So, or I want to have more of your life. So pay attention to the people in your life that are creating an influence and what is it that you see in them? Because more than likely that exists within you, you know, that's the thing with influencing these days is such a business is that we trust people that remind us of ourselves or are expressing a part within ourselves that's hidden that maybe we are not fully expressing yet. Mm-hmm. So when we just bring some conscious awareness to what's happening there, you can work on that. You can, you can 
naturally find the power of that character trait within yourself because it exists. Like if you're drawn to anybody for any particular reason, there's uh, likely that you have that characteristic or you, you, you have that same vibrational expression as they do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now that we've talked about intuition, how can we become more open to receiving guidance from the universe? And what is the best way to move forward with these divine messages? The best way to receive guidance from the universe, I would say, okay, I'll give like two things that, that you can do. I mean, if, if you have like some sign and you can ask, you can literally ask for a sign and directly to be delivered to you. It could be like something that just pops up in your mind. If you think of a color and think of a random animal and, mm-hmm. you know, what, what comes through, there's an association there or like a cartoon from your childhood or a cereal that you like and what just pops into your mind and allow that sign to show up to you for you in a moment where the universe is like calling your attention. It'll be like a, a call to presence whenever that sign shows up for you in the next day or two days from when you when you're listening to this. And you can develop a relationship with that sign. So you get to decide, okay, so when I see this sign, when this sign shows up for me, what message do I want that sign to represent? Um, So that was something that I I used to do a lot when I was still practicing what intuition meant. I would have a different connotation for different angel numbers. So like if I was stressing and I just needed to chill the heck out, 333 was the sign for that. If I saw 888, it would tell me, okay, this is take the risk. Like if there's something that you're uncertain about, go do it, make it happen. So I developed this like little language that I would have. And if I saw a certain number, it was just kind of like, okay, you're okay. You're getting relaxed. Everything you're doing is just fine. So you can start to do that. Um, But again, I, I would encourage just to feel the experience. So what is it like when that happens? How does your body respond so that you can get really good at not relying on the external signs? But honestly, don't 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 sweat it. It'll happen so naturally. Like just start to ask for the communication, ask for the guidance. Maybe you just have like a, an affirmation that you're wanting to really drive home. You can have a certain sign be in a reminder of that affirmation so that every time you see, I don't know, a pink elephant that you know <laughs> that's pretty rare but maybe maybe it'll be common for you and I have I have clients and friends who go through these experiences where they'll be like I can't believe I saw like three green flamingos back to back like wow weird <laughs> and, and that that when you see that sign it's just like a moment for you to check in feel in your body like I'm worthy I'm safe I'm abundant whatever that intention is in that moment mm-hmm. I I read in the book that I'm currently reading a little bit more about signs and she was saying how some signs may not come to you right then and there. You may have to wait a little longer. Mm -hmm. And literally that morning I went down and I don't know, just for some reason I was like, show me a sign universe. And my sign is a butterfly every single time I see a butterfly. And literally a butterfly comes down my path right in front of my face and like swoops that way okay, okay, this is magical. Because once you start to, I guess, become more open to receiving them and and have that knowing within yourself that, oh my gosh, this, this did come from the universe, then you start to trust it more. Mm -hmm. You start to allow it to come into your life. 
and and not block it, not ignore it, not not be like, oh yeah, that was just a random occurrence. Yeah, you know, you start to see the magic, and it's almost I I think it's so fun and just interesting to me, and it fascinates me so much. It almost brings out my my childlike self when yeah. I when I do it. It's so fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then that's the essence of spirituality is to break away from the the adulthood matrix and go back to just being this being your child self because that's the purest form of our existence. Yeah. So I know that we talked a little bit about angel numbers and what they could mean, but what about synchronicities when you start just noticing these patterns showing up. What Mm -hmm. would that mean? It can mean so many different things, that you are on the right path, that the universe is like high-fiving you, like a job, we're proud of you. It could be a call to just like break you out of like the monotonous existence that you're in, like, hey, wake up, come back to your body, feel the essence of what's happening, like look around. So you'll just kind of have to like learn what that moment calls for, but it's it's really definitely the universe trying to communicate with you. But that's always happening. That's the thing. So the more that you invite that, the more you realize you're never alone, and there there is always that dialogue available. That reminds me of bringing it back to the certainty of when you're never alone. That is a big, almost awakening to have mm-hmm. and a realization, because then it feels it just feels more grounding when yeah. you have that inner support system flowing through you and flowing to you really really short crazy story about a synchronicity so my boyfriend and I were sitting in the in an outline and that day I don't know what what made me bring this topic up I think it was just everything that was going on with Russia at the time mm-hmm. and I was just talking about the Holocaust and what happened then in Germany and we're paying for our things. And literally the cash cashier said, have y'all ever been to Germany before? I'm like, first of all, how was he listening in the car? Because I have never had a question like that in my life. I don't know. I just, I just felt like that was so strange mm-hmm. that like putting two to get it two together if you're talking about something and then you either see it on tv or you read about it in a book and you just see that match it just clicks and you're like whoa what is going on here so i think that's so just breathtaking and it literally just brings chills to my to my whole body whenever i experience something like that yeah and and that that experience we're meant to have those those feelings, feelings of chills, like whoa, more often. So just being a, being a yes to miracles, making them natural, making them just a part of our existence. So I would love to know what what do you find is blocking women from connecting with their intuition and following their heart? It's ultimately, I think, comes down to a lack of trust in your intuition as a society. We don't value that as much there's so much pressure or just reward for hustling and working really hard and that just isn't necessarily the way of the feminine but it's available to us it's just it's going to take some time to break through 
that stigma in our head that says that think with your brain, like be logical, weigh out your options, make a pro con list. Like I used to so be like that and, and I get it. I a hundred percent get it, but that just, it, now that I've found more of an intuitive way of being that has nothing to do with what other people have gone through and their life story, it's truly just about me. It works. It works so beautifully. And so you, once you practice that, it's really hard to go back and, and trust logic. <laughs> Well, I think that is that is such a beautiful reminder to to know that you don't have to just live your life the way you've been living it. There mm-hmm. can be some change and that change may be a little discomforting at first and it may just take some getting used to and who knows you may actually enjoy a more intuitive flow of living. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. My last question is, how can we activate our divine feminine energy and be more aligned to our intuitive flow? I would, something I'd recommend to break away from just the monotony of of life and what we think we're supposed to be doing is to create an interruption. So yes, there's a it's a little bit easier to play and have fun and follow your intuition. Maybe on like a Saturday or on a weekend or, or Fourth of July holiday, but it's so much more challenging to do it like on a random Tuesday, you know, when you know you're supposed to go to work and you know, you have so many responsibilities to do and take care of. If you can interrupt your routine and follow your intuition on a day where you're so programmed to following a structure and obedient to what your to-do list or your calendar has, and you say, I'm not doing any of this. The world will go around. Everything will be just fine if I take a day off. One and two, and I'm gonna follow. If I have the whole day open when I shouldn't have it open, what can I do? Where does my intuition take me? And I'll be honest, what will happen is first, it's probably gonna be freak you out like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be doing this. This is horrible. It's <laughs> gonna be all that guilt, and that's super natural to to feel the emotional experience of of saying no when you should be saying yes, and that in itself is enough of a growth opportunity, even even if that's all you get out of the day. The next layer of it is going to be maybe being confused, realizing that you don't actually know what to do with your day and you are completely lost and, and, and just experiencing that. Like maybe I don't know how to spend my day. If I have all the options in the world, I don't even know how to make a decision. And then the third layer after that would be to be okay with or be content with either doing nothing or even if it's like little smidge things you do, you go buy yourself a pair of earrings that day. And like that counts as a full day. You, you don't need to go like skydiving to make it a cool day. Like it could just be like, I went to this little boutique and I got these earrings and then I stopped in and got, got a coffee at the place next door. And I sat there and I drank it and I just existed for a day. So allowing that to be part of the experience as well. So that is such a great practice. I, I make everybody that I work with, all my clients do it at some point to just experience all those layers. I love that. I think that is a really big eye-opener for many people nowadays. If they don't have that to-do list, if they don't have that structure or container, what would you do? Mm -hmm. What would your day look like? What kind of moments of play would you put in that you weren't putting in before? So I definitely recommend doing that. That would be an amazing experiment, if you will, to see Mm -hmm. what shows up. Absolutely. 
So Halai, where can listeners connect with you? I am probably most active on Instagram, so you can just kind of get a feel for what I share, my lifestyle, just random things that happen. So you can connect with me there. If you do decide that you want to work together further, I have a couple programs, one that's more general spirituality, one that's connected to feminine spirituality, and then the essence of of what I do in coaching is one-on-one, one-on-one work. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you... Maybe just send me those those links. I'll make sure to include those as well. And my last question is, what does it mean to blissfully bloom? Blissfully blooming to me means that no matter what's happening, it is you are blooming. And that in itself is beautiful and it can be blissful because it's like not necessarily that you're always on an uphill, but you're always expanding. And that's just guaranteed. So that in itself is is perfect. Beautifully said. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I had such a wonderful time speaking with you and, and learning so much about intuition. So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. I just want to thank Halai again for coming on the show. I learned so much. And as always, I want to share my one key takeaway that I got from the episode. Before I do that, I do want to just share how amazing it is to be able to speak about these spiritual topics as a podcast host because, I mean, spirituality, it's it was something that even when I began my spiritual journey, it was something that I kind of hid in the closet for a bit. I didn't want to share it with a lot of my friends. I didn't want to share it with a lot of my family, but I just love how I'm able to get this opportunity to do so with other guests such as Halai and I'm just so grateful for that. Now I would say my one key takeaway whenever you are starting to really practice connecting with your intuition is to feel what's going on in your body. Halai says to really pay attention to those sensations, right? You might feel some tingliness happening maybe in your arm area or your legs or maybe it's a whole body chill. Or maybe your heart begins to race really, really fast and you have a butterfly feeling in your stomach because you're just that excited. And really pay attention to those sensations because your body's response to maybe even an idea that you had come up with and and thought of whenever you are uh, connecting with your heart and connecting with your intuition that can be assigned to you. Whatever those feelings are, and, and if you take them as something that feels really, really good, right? Maybe your whole body seems really light and there's no anxiety present. There's no fear present. And just for that one little moment, you felt just absolutely certain that this is the direction. This is the path for me, right? So really take that into account whenever you are starting to cultivate this practice of connecting with your intuition, connecting with that inner guidance from within. And as Halai said, as you go deeper into this practice, you will start to really expand your idea of what is possible for yourself because it's almost like a little opening, right? A little flower blooming and blossoming until it's wide open. And just like this 
the little song Wide Open Spaces, you start to see all of the different possibilities around you that you may not have even considered before, may not even have seen yourself doing something like that. But, you know, you were born here to to fulfill your purpose, to create a legacy here on earth. But one by one, as you start leaning into those nudges and taking one little action step towards that, eventually you're going to become a, a full expression of your truth. And, and each little decision that you make, remember there's no wrong decision because you're going to, to learn, you're going to grow, you're going to evolve no matter what, what you decide. And the more that you decide and the more that you choose different, different options, then they'll kind of peel back the layers to what you really want, right? Because if you decide on one thing and maybe, you know, it, it didn't, feel aligned. It didn't really resonate. Well, that is a sign to you to go ahead and just keep on choosing different options because eventually down the line, you're going to to choose something that is a complete strong heart yes. Now, of course, I would love to hear your key takeaway. So if you can just screenshot the episode, tag me on your Instagram at blissfully.bloom. Make sure to post your key takeaway on your stories. And I would love to hear them. So please do that. And if you haven't already, go ahead and leave a review and rate the podcast. Those ratings really do help the podcast grow. And I would just appreciate that so much. But I will see y'all in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Bye.